Are you ready to discover who you came here to be? Welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. Human Design is a system and a tool that is here to empower you and show you your greatest potential. Come learn with us and discover who you really are. Hi friends, Crystal here. I am popping into this episode to give you a brief rundown on some exciting opportunities. Leah and I love coming on here week after week to provide for you value on the transits, education, and empowering interviews to help you align to your uniqueness. Before we dive into this next episode, I wanted to share with you many different opportunities to connect and work with us outside of the podcast. The first offer is actually completely free. Yep, you heard that right. We have a completely free guide to help you align to your authority. If you have been having a challenging time to understand how your unique authority works, we've got you covered because we have developed a guide on tips and tricks to honoring your strategy and authority. And you can pick up that free guide down below in our show notes. Now, the next opportunity is also free, so listen up. We know with the state of the world right now how deeply our children are being affected by the 2027 mutation that we are moving towards. So we have decided to put out a free live Zoom class for you to learn how to nurture your child through their design. This also goes for your inner child. So if you don't have a kid, you can still come. We'll be announcing the date soon, so definitely get on our wait list down below in our show notes. And we might have a special opportunity on our next class that we'll be announcing live during our kids class. So definitely join us for this unique opportunity. Next offer is a manual. We have developed a language manual on the concepts for human design. If you've been struggling with how to read your own chart or you don't understand the key terms in human design, we've got you covered. Go ahead right now and pick up your copy to your user manual to your true self down below. Next offer was just recently released to the public, so you are definitely not late. Lee and I have put together every single one of our variables classes in a bonus support group with a community page to connect on and two Zoom calls a month with topics related to human design, astrology, and tarot. This is a six-month subscription service for only $39.99 a month, which is a steal if you ask me compared to buying all the classes a la carte. Come join us in the doorway and connect with us today and subscribe down below in our show notes. If you would like to just connect with us through our support group and be a part of those two Zoom calls a month and also our community page, we do have a separate tier for that as well. And you can subscribe to our support group down below. Now, speaking of a la carte, we do have mini classes on the four transformations, which you can pick up either the individual class or a bundle for determination, cognition, and also our environments class. View and motivation are an exclusive to the doorway only, and you get every single one of the colors and tones if you sign up for the doorway. But if you just want to get your feet wet, definitely pick up an a la carte class down below in the show notes. 
Now, if you're a transit junkie and you've been loving our program episodes and you're interested in knowing what's going on for this year, you will most definitely want to get our 2022 energy forecast that includes all of the major cosmic events and all the major cosmic players of this year through the lens of human design, astrology, and tarot. And you can pick that up down below. Now, last but not least is an opportunity to connect with us one-on-one if you would like a reading. I have had the opportunity to help so many of you have breakthroughs on your design with my desire, motivation, and power view. I really can show each and every one of you where your power is in your design and how to use it in this material world. Go ahead and check out my offers through my website down below in the show notes. And if you would like a tarot reading, definitely check out Leah's website down below as well. And I would like to thank each and every one of you for the love and support for this podcast and also us as individuals. I will stop open throating right now and go ahead and let you check out this next transformative episode. I'll see you over there, friends, and thank you for being here. Hello and welcome to the Human Design and Astro Club podcast. I'm Crystal. And I'm Leah. And this is a bonus episode on education. (laughs) We've had a bunch of interviews that we were like, you know what? We need to bring it back to some education. And we wanted to do this one. This one, maybe you saw in our description what this one's going to be about. I'll give you a brief overview and then we're going to jump around a little bit. But so this episode is going to be an educational episode on the centers, but with a twist. We're going to kind of take it back to give you a deeper understanding of how the centers even came about. And then after we go through them, we have a special material involving your G center and your environment. We actually combined the G center with the environment for our environments class. And so we wanted to share you a little piece of that because it was one of the most important parts of that class. And people also really seem to resonate with it. So I figured, you know what, got a little feedback (laughs) and we're going to, we're going to mix it up. We're going to combine a few things and go deeper in some areas that maybe you've never even heard about. And that's what this show is going to be about today. Now, if you are new here, welcome. Thanks for finding us. Um, This is a podcast where number one, if you have not listened to any of our episodes before, it's mostly weird stuff. Okay. It's going to be, you're going to hear something weird at least 50 times throughout each episode. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But The main function of this episode, or not of this episode, of this podcast, excuse me, is to help you understand yourself at the deepest level, but also the other. And we like to do that through the lens of human design, astrology, and tarot, which you'll find are weekly episodes. This is a bonus one, but we have weekly episodes where we talk about the transits and we talk about the program for the week. So what's coming in, in the sun and the earth, that's really, um, a huge background theme of that week we go over. And then we also like to add tarot into it just for, you know, it usually paints a little bit of a bigger picture. We like to combine a lot of things you'll notice. And we also like to bring on empowering guests 
each guest that we bring on, um, they are definitely living their design and they definitely have something to say that will be a benefit and a value to you. So that's mostly what we do around here. Now, before we dive into this episode, we wanted to do a little introduction on us because it's been a while and we know there's a lot of new people around here. Can't see you because we don't, you know, podcasts. It's like, we only see numbers, which is probably best for me with my transferred personal view um, that I'm just looking at the power. I'm like, okay, let me see which podcast did well, which one we need to work on, how many, how, how fast are we growing? How slow are we growing? Are we growing at the right pace? So it's probably best that I can't see faces or names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would I you would agree, agree, Leah? Yeah, I totally would agree. <laughs> so I guess I'll go first. Leah's the projector. So she is always just watching me ramble with my open throat. So I guess... <laughs> I'll kick it off and introduce myself first, and then I'll pass it over to Leah, and then we'll we'll just get into it. So my name's Crystal. I do the human design portion and also the astrology portion of this podcast and also of our business, I guess you could say. Um, Leah has definitely human design background, but she she's a hermit, so she's, you know, She'll, she comes out when I call her out <laughs> with that right brained and second line. So anyways, I've been in my human design experiment. That's what we like to call it in human design an experiment, because this is not a religion. This is not a prescription. This is just honestly theory, right? On, on your potential. That's what I believe human design is. Human design is theory on your potential of what you can actually do with your unique energy. And I found human design during my Saturn return. Um, I had been working at the Kabbalah Center right before that, which incorporates human design for about three and a half years. And I was also in the hair and makeup industry as a professional hairstylist, a makeup artist for 14 years. And it was during the pandemic that I felt this really strong pull to finally let go of my business. I've always been an entrepreneur from the very beginning, which is super hilarious that I have the channel of the entrepreneur because immediately when I started my um, working in the hair industry, about a year in, I, I started building up such a large book that I moved into a salon suite because I was like, fuck this shit. I don't want to work for anybody. <laughs> which I just don't do well working for people. Um, I really do better. I have the 515 channel and my own energy doing my own thing when I want, when it feels correct for me. So it was nice to have the beginning of that as a one, three. Oh, I forgot to say my stats. I'm a, I'm a one, three sacral generator, vessel of love, rising Capricorn, Sagittarius sun, and an Aries moon. So yeah, I feel like I was going somewhere else for a second, but we'll just go back to where I was. Um, so yeah, I have also, if you haven't noticed, I have an open head. So things just fly out and I'm just like, what? <laughs> Anyways, so during the pandemic, I started feeling like this is not my calling anymore. I'm a generator. I had no passion to continue this anymore. 
the desire was gone. And it was because I had entered into this business, my hair and makeup business incorrectly. And it was mostly for attention and that I was so good at it that I got attention for it. I was like, well, I might as well just do it for a living because people seem to respond to me with it. Um, But because I entered into it incorrectly, it never went the way I had envisioned. And I had also gotten hit by a car on my bike. You may or may not know that. And so after all of that, that was really the beginning of my spiritual journey. And then after finding Kabbalah, um, I might, it's like the blinders were like taken off for me that when the pandemic happened and I had been living in my experiment for a few years, few years at that point, I was like, what the hell am I doing? So I let go of that and I put down my shears and I picked up all of my human design material and I started journey through human design and, um, almost two years in now, uh, this August will be when I launched my website. So two years, uh, <laughs> um, of doing this and it's been life-changing. Um, I've been connecting with people all over the world. We've been connecting with people now that we have our membership. If you, if you don't know about our doorway membership, definitely go check it out. We'll, we'll brief you on that throughout our episode here, but it's been so beautiful just connecting with people all over the world and really being able to live as my design. It's been quite amazing. So, uh, and I also read the Akashic records. I speak to dead people and, you know, that's about it. So I'll pass it over (laughs) to you, Leah. However, you keep that one brief at the end. I think that was one of my favorite ones when you did a, it was like a journey that you did with me and another person. And it was like this whole adventure thing. It was like a meditation. Oh yeah. We did it with Jada. That one we were like, when I was um, playing with doing like group stuff. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Um, So my name is Leah. I am a 2-4 splenic projector. Um, What else? I'm an Aquarius sun, a Taurus moon, and a Libra rising. And (laughs) I get it now. It's ingrained in my head. Um, What else? I come from a background in network marketing, and I did a lot of personal development during those six or seven years that I was on that journey and led me to human design actually a few times. And I also started doing tarot. So tarot and human design are my jam right now. Um, working on kind of pairing the two together. I feel like that might come within the next year. Like I can't push myself, but I feel like whenever that occurs, along with, you know, life and everything. Um, And so, yeah, so I found tarot and I found oracle cards and crystals and all things woo and did a bunch of personal growth seminars with multiple different people and figured out that, like, I can learn how to do all of this stuff on my own. And when I found um, human design again for the last time most recently, I was like, okay, this is really starting to hit for me. And I know that what I'm doing in my network marketing isn't working. And I could see all of the pinpoints and all of the pain points of where that was actually like where I needed to let go of that business and start a new one. So um, a lot of different people, a lot of my one threes in my, in my life were like, okay, you got to start doing something different. And so I started my tarot website and then I started um, human design stuff. I met Crystal on Instagram and 
the rest is all on our podcast and or <laughs> on our website. I think that's pretty much it for me. It's short. <laughs> you're, all, you're always short with it. Mm-hmm. Leah has defined all above all above and I have undefined or open all above yeah. and you could probably tell the difference <laughs> and you can you can tell when I can tell at least for myself I'm like I feel like I have to force my voice out by the end mm. of the day if I've been talking too much yeah if it's I like, if I, I I'm the same I feel like that's probably something for everybody honestly I mm. feel like for me like I don't know how you feel and it could be also different for each defined throat so who the hell knows but I feel like for me, like when my voice is like done, like there's literally, I can't like the words, there's nothing comes out. It's like dry, dry <laughs> sand or something. Yeah. So I, I feel like I, I, my voice gets tired when I hear other people talking. It does. I did notice like all of mm-hmm. our last interviews, you told me afterwards you needed five minutes by yourself. Yeah, I do. I need to like, I need to walk away from all electronics and just do something, do nothing, like literally do nothing for like five or 10 minutes. Interesting. Yeah. I also think that that might be sacrally to un, like un, undefined sacral. Yeah. Like it's, it's just like, spent. Like, yeah. Like it's yeah. like, I just did a lot of work sitting yeah. here. <laughs> so, yeah. And so speaking of centers, that's what this episode is going to be about. Um, we feel like, you know, this is like basic information, but it's also goes so deep, especially for people that don't necessarily understand the Gates or channel. So we want to try to give you a broad range of how to view this information or digest this information. We feel it's always nice to have a refresher course on these this area. And when it comes to the basic material for human design, the centers are one of the most important connections to make with yourself and also with others. If you don't understand what each channel means, like I just said, um, or how they show up in real life, then having a basic or even deep understanding of the functions of each center can give you an understanding of the filter of these gates and where they're coming from. So with that said, Let's go through each center and give its basic function and how it shows up as an open or closed. And then we'll do a, um, we have, actually, I'm going to say this part at the end. And we have our bonus material that we were just talking about earlier for our um, environments class that I want to share that's connected the G center um, with your environment. And so the G center is the place where our magnetic monopole sits, which creates the illusion of separateness between ourselves and others. And this is also connected to your environment, your identity and your love and direction. And so I'm feeling pulled with the way the planet's going right now to give you a page out of our environments class and how to connect your G center to your environment. But let's first discuss a brief overview of where the centers derive from. And then we'll start at the bottom where we first receive energy from the root. So the first place to start is understanding that the centers were derived from the seven centered chakra system, which dates back to um, approximately 1500 to 500 BC. Now the chakra system represents the celestial order of balance. It is described as that the chakras are the seven spinning discs 
that run along the spine. Each center has a different function in our human experience. In 1781, there was an emergence of the nine-centered being that we we um we we left the seven center. This is why you probably hear probably a lot throughout the social media and internet between seven centered to nine centered. And you might be like, I don't know what you're talking about. So we we mutated in 1781 and we left the seven centered way and we are now nine centered. All of us are nine centered, but we're still operating as seven centered, which we will get into in our 2027 uh, class that we're probably gonna be putting out in like, we're hoping around August. Um, so if you're interested in that, definitely get on our email list so that we can share this information with you firsthand. So back to 1781, there was an emergence of the nine centered being that we, that from the solar plexus and the heart, there was a mutation. The spleen is a mirror of the solar plexus. So each gate and channel that's on the opposite end is a reflection of what it, what it is or what it was and what it's moving towards because we're leaving the spleen and we're moving to the solar plexus. In, in 2027, we're going to have a, a huge, we're, we're going through it right now, a mutation of the solar plexus, but that's when it, it will, it'll, I don't even know if the word run its course is the correct wording and we'll dive way deeper when we um, get into this with our 2027 class that we're hopefully putting out in August. Um, so definitely get on our email list so you can be the first to know. Now, like I said, the spleen is a mirror of the solar plexus and the um, and also the Ajna binary. So half of the Ajna is connected to the spleen. And so if you've taken our classes on tone, um, this was where you would learn you would have learned about that, that half of the Ajna is connected to the spleen and half of the Ajna is connected to the solar plexus. So now like, for example, if you have external vision, you are on the splenic binary. And if you have inner vision, you are on the solar plexus binary. And each placement is sitting on one side or the other because we are a binary system, right? So we also had the heart center split off into the ego center and the G center. And so this is connected to the heart chakra. There's a whole explanation on the nine centered being, which leads to, like I said, the infamous 2027, which is the next timeline and background frequency, frequency we are moving towards. And we are most likely going to put out a class, like I said, fingers crossed, August. I'm feeling like this should be a Zoom class so we can do a Q&A at the end. Um, so the gist of all of this is that to the 64 gates, because the 64 gates represent the 64 codes of consciousness. I hope I didn't lose you, but if I did, <laughs> one, you can listen to this again. And this is a lot of information and this is a little dense, but I felt inclined to share it because I don't think people usually go this deep with this information. And also we're going to be doing more classes on this stuff. And especially when we get into the 2027 class, I think a lot of this will make more sense because we're going to go backwards before we go forwards. We're going to go before 1781 and what the nine cent, I mean, I'm sorry, what the seven centered was really about. And then we might, this might, I told talking about this with Leah right before we got on here. And I was like, this might be, this might need to be a two-parter because there's a lot to say with all of this. 
Now, the basics is to understand with this is that each of these centers is like its own little energy hub. So I like to look at them at each center, each of the nine centers is almost like little classrooms because they really are our biggest teachers. So before I move on to the function of all of them, Leah, would you like to add anything? No, I don't think so. We keep going. Okay. I'll, I'll probably ask you again in a second. Do you have anything to say on that? Uh, I don't think so. I, I just, when I started learning about the centers, I was like, how, how are my open centers influenced by people around me? So that was the first thing I started learning about. Yeah. My open centers. So we'll, and we'll, we're going to go through each center now. Yeah. And so as we go through each center, we're going to give an explanation of what it looks like to be open and under or undefined and what it looks like to be closed. Now, the difference between completely open as opposed to undefined is that completely open. I was just talking about this with Leah completely open is almost like a sponge, like just like the most absorbent though, like whatever the top notch grade a sponges, that's the open center. Okay. Cause it's literally just taking in and absorbing at the highest capacity of its outside world. Now I have three open centers. Lee and I just discussed, and she has zero. She only has undefined or defined. Now, if you're undefined, this means that you have a hanging gate coming from that. So if you're looking at your body graph right now, which I highly suggest to pull up now that we're about to go through the centers, pull up your body graph. Um, and if you look at your centers, you'll notice that any place that is open, that has lines coming through it, that means that it's undefined. That means that there's, you have a buffer, okay? You have a little filter of which you're experiencing that center through. Now, when it gets defined from another, you're really going to be pulling from those hanging gates to have an, a deeper understanding. And especially if the other person only completes your center, but doesn't complete a hanging gate, that hanging gate, I look at it as a hand that's reaching out. It's like reaching out for the other side. It wants, the, it wants to grab onto the other side, but it's got nothing to grab onto. So it only has a half, it's only halfway understanding that frequency, right? What do you have to say about that, Leah? I feel like you have something to say about this no, I'm, one. I'm just intently listening. <laughs> you don't? Okay. Leah's again, still, I'll, I'll just keep I'll say her. I'll say something if I have something to say. Okay. You'll say, okay. You'll interrupt me. Sure. No, you're not. I was about to, and you said what I was going to say, okay. which was explaining the difference between defined and open. Yeah. And so let's talk about what each center means, and then we'll talk about what it could look like open and what it could look like um, defined. So let's start with the root. This is where energy comes in from. This is a pressure center. This is where pressure starts. You have pressure from above, and then you also have pressure from a below. Um, this area is the adrenal area. Um, this is operating from the material world where we receive pressure in regards to getting things done and deadlines, timelines. If you are open here, you are looking to be free from pressure, which Lee and I are both looking to constantly be free from pressure. We don't like having things on our book. <laughs> if we didn't have to make schedules, we would never, ever, ever do it. That's why when we put out classes, we tell you guys, here's an example of the undefined route. We put out classes and we're like, it's probably going to be around this time. 
around. I don't know for sure if it'll land on any of those dates. It might even be a month later, but it'll be around that time. Because when we set a complete deadline, especially when we're at the beginning stages, we don't do that anymore. We don't like to, if we, unless we really, really have to. We try not to set deadlines when we're at the beginning of creating things because we have no idea how long it's going to take for anything to get done. That's the thing is with the undefined route, if you're open or undefined, you have no idea how long things take. No idea. Um, you might rush to get things done and constantly feel pressure um, to be released or relieved from that pressure, pressure. And you're feeling the pressure from your outside world because you're receiving it. Anywhere that's open, it's white. Anywhere that's white in you, and your body graph, that's where you're receiving from your outside world. So if you were defined, you were actually thrive under pressure. Complete opposite of us. I'm like, how do these people do it? I'm like, if I just knew how to do this, I'd be a genius. It's almost um, like we have more pressure feeling it from them. We do. That's what's happening. Yeah. That's the thing is when you are open or undefined and then you come into contact with the defined area of where you're open, you're like, whoa the mm -hmm. fuck is that what is this experience I don't even know and that's why your open centers are your biggest teachers because you're learning so we're learning what deadlines are right our whole life we're learning what pressure means I'm like I don't want to be under fucking pressure this feels <laughs> intense but some people thrive and that's the defined people they thrive under pressure like my mother for example defined root she could just get everything done. She was also, she's also a manifesting generator. So she's just like between the defined route and the manifesting generator. She could just boop, 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 boop. Like, eh, it's no big deal. Uh, yeah, no big deal. She was always late, notoriously late, notoriously mm -hmm. late. I'd be that kid sitting on the sidewalk, last kid sitting there. <laughs> and like, they're like, is your mom coming? I'm like, oh, maybe it's like, <laughs> but my mom was constantly working. So that's, but that's the defined route. They don't care about being late. It's, it's the undefined route that does. And they go at their own pace. Do not try to make a defined route move any faster than they're already going. <laughs> they will probably, you'll probably get backhanded slapped in the face for that. Yeah, like, they'll go slower. They will. Yeah, they will definitely go slower. So to find root people, you guys just go at your own pace and it's, it's good. You're teaching us like how long things really take. So honestly, I have no idea. My husband's like, do you know what time it is? I'm like, never. <laughs> I don't want to. That's the thing. The open undefined root does not want to know what time it is. I don't want to know. I just want to do my own thing. I don't want to feel pressure from the outside world. We're looking to be free from pressure. We, we teach actually others what freedom actually looks like. You really, I really do believe you're selling wisdom through your open centers. What are your feelings on all of this? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I feel like we might look like the people that are running around like chickens with their heads cut off sometimes. And oh, yeah. then the defined roots are like, you just need to like relax for a second because it's not a big deal and sort of having to remind ourselves to like let go of that strict timeline because mm -hmm. it will happen when it's going to happen right everything time really doesn't exist we this is a man constructed thing that we've created for ourselves mm -hmm. but time does not exist like when i open up the akashic records they're like 
you guys are doing it all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Time doesn't exist over here. So let's move up. Okay, let's go up to the sacral. Um, and then we'll move from side to side after that. So the sacral center is our life force engine. This is the center that if it's defined for you, that will make you a generator or a manifesting generator. This is where creation starts and where desire lives and where response is derived from. If you're open here, you don't have the consistency to continue to do and do and do all of the time. This area, if it's open, needs to have rest periods, like seriously. And I, this is such a beautiful time that we're entering into with the next paradigm as the pendulum swings from left to right, that rest is going to be required from now on because we're moving into a more receptive time. That's why the projectors are here to take the lead. They're the new leaders because you guys are going to show us what the fuck rest looks like. <laughs> so I'm very excited for that as a generator. So this is where um, the non-sacrals can feel from the outside world to constantly be working and doing and creating that's which is just not true for them, especially. Um, and also for the sacral beings to like learn when a lull period is there for you. Because I'm like, Leah, always, I know you're quietly like making fun of me like half the time because I'm always like, I have all this because I do, I have all this energy and I can constantly be doing. But you, the universe is a little fucking bitch a lot and is like, listen you need a break. It's like universe will tell the generators it's time for a break. This is your rest period. Stop trying to create anything because now you're trying to initiate when you don't actually have the momentum there anymore. Right. It's like after you've built, built, built as a generator, you have to take a break from the building before you can build again. But as a generator with a defined heart and also mostly fire in my chart. I don't want to rest. Okay. I'm a rising Capricorn also. Okay. I want to work. Just tell me how much I can work and I'll continue to go. <laughs> so it's, it's important. I think that's something that uh, we don't talk about enough with the sacrals is that we don't allow ourselves those rest periods when literally the universe is like, listen, take a seat take a seat. Okay. So, but seriously, take a seat anyways. Okay. If you, um, like I said, if you are defined, you have a consistent life force energy to do what you love. Um, when a generator is doing what they love, they can feel like they can do it forever. Like I could literally like Leah's like, please stop talking like a lot. She's like, cause I could talk about this forever. Like I could literally, I probably talk about it in my sleep. Um, it's just like, that's the thing is when a generator is like super lit up by something that they really are passionate about, it's like, whoa, they're pretty intense and which I am. I'm a pretty intense person. If you haven't gathered yet. Um, anywho, where was I? Um, so yeah, you can feel like you can do it forever because they, we have like us generators, we have that sustainable, it's sustainable. If it's defined in you, especially that engine, that sacral engine, you have that sustainable, um, sacral engine to carry out a task and see it through. That's the one thing about the defined sacral is that we are super consistent 
and what we do. Now, if you're a manifesting generator, your consistencies might shift and change and morph, but you'll always follow through on what you love. That's the thing is with the sacral because what lives in the sacral is desire. What do you have to say about the sacral? Because you're on the other end. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say I do feel a lot of the urge to do things and I notice all of my generators and when they are lit up about something, it's like, you can't turn, you can't turn that off at all. Um, for me, I, cause I'm undefined. I think my, the thing that I struggle with the most is response, mm. um, because I, I look at things and then I'm like, I have to think about it. And I'm like. <sighs> just gonna think about this for a while and everyone's around me going okay how long are you gonna think about that though because <laughs> yeah I just want to know what it feels like I've actually been asking myself today specifically <laughs> I'm like because I've been uh because I posted a reel about the 515 channel and so I've been talking about to a bunch of generators about it and then I'm like so then I also like to look at the other end of it because I have an undefined agenda so I'm like but what does it look like for the non-sacrals, like what is response really happening to them? Cause like, I can see it, like how it's like, there's nobody home is what <laughs> is usually, at. it's like I'm ringing the doorbell. Yeah, and we're just standing there on the other side. Like, do I answer that? Yeah. Is that, is that something I want to answer? Yeah. And it's like, you have to think about it. Like with the defined sacrals, there's no thought. And that's the thing is with and I, I do uh, sacral guidance uh, sessions, sacral guidance sessions. And whenever I do them, I'm like, and I see them going up here, all the generators, they're like, they're, they, and they go up here. And you could, they even do it with their eyes. A lot of times they're like up here like this, like thinking about, I was like, no, no, no. I didn't ask your mind. I asked your sacral, come back down because there's no think, there's no thought for the sacral. The sacral is not connected to the Ajna. Yeah. So there's no thought there. It's like, literally, like I just all, anytime somebody asks me a question, that's the thing is with generators, it's all about the yes or no questions. It really is. It'll really, you can really engage a generator through yes or no. Like the way raw explains about the sacral response, some of that not completely accurate because he's not a, a generator. And the way the sacral responds is going to be very unique and individual for each generator. So I want to make that very clear with the aha uh -huh on the aha. Uh -huh, I don't fucking do that 99% of the time. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, oh, oh, ah. It's like, I just make these sounds. That's what we do as generators. We just make these sounds, but they don't necessarily have to be yes or no. And they don't necessarily have to be uh huh, uh huh. It's, you'll know, like sometimes we squeal. We're like, ooh, mm -hmm. like that's a response. Or like when my little generator, I have a two-year-old that's a generator, whenever he um, eats something, the best is watching a generator eat, unless you don't like noises, then you're going to have some problems. Because whenever my little generator eats, he's always like, mm, and I'm like, mm. but I'm, and then I encourage, this thing is, uh, parents didn't know, especially in our time, what human design was. It's just starting to, I think, gain some traction, you know? Yeah. Um, but my mom didn't know how to allow, encourage my sacral response and my, my, the vocalness of my sacral. Right. But now that I know that I have a little generator, I'm always like, yes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a satisfied noise. 
Yeah. Like, so that he knows, oh, that that's what satisfaction means to me. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else you'd like to share for the non-sacrals? Gosh, there are probably a lot Any of advice for the advice. non-sacrals. <laughs> oh gosh. The advice for non-sacrals. Yeah. I would definitely say to allow yourself to rest and give yourself those rest periods. And like, I know for manifestors, like in between urges, Mm -hmm. um, but for projectors, like we often can work really awesome without having to do a lot of physical activity. Yeah. Um, because that was the thing that I was like, okay, I have to always be physically doing something. Like my generator husband will be like, what did you do today? What did you do? And the do word for me is like that's for any 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 projector. When you start asking them, and I really non-sacrals, but I see more so with the projectors. You guys like almost flinch when you hear that. It's like like there's a response right there. There's the response. It's like now I got to come up with something that I actually did. So my answer is now it used to be, well, you know, I did the dishes and I swept the floor and blah blah. blah. And now it's like no, I I I I built a website. Like, isn't that good enough? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's actually great enough. And I'm happy with the the progress that I've made on things and recognize yourself for that. But yeah, definitely allow yourself to work from the couch, to work from horizontal. Horizontal is great. Yeah. And you don't have to always be keeping up with all the generators because you'll burn yourself out. Oh, you'll never keep up with us. You just won't. Even the manifestors. Yeah, even a defined root. Even the defined, yeah, the defined root, anyone, any non-sacrals that have defined roots, that's a false sense of security of the pressure to keep going Mm -hmm. um, because you don't have the sustainable engine. The sacral is the engine of the vehicle. Our body is the vehicle. Okay. So if your engine does not have enough gas in it, okay, doesn't have the fuel to move. It's it's like, I feel like similarly with my undefined root, I mean, they, they are connected through three channels right so i i have an understanding of what it feels like to not want to move like at the end of the day with my undefined route i'm usually like after this after we get off here like i'm gonna be like not i'm gonna have to do all of my nighttime stuff so that as soon as i get in the bed i will never get be able to get back up until the morning um my husband says to me do you just like at a certain time you just can't get up anymore and i'm like yes yeah that is yeah. correct. That is absolutely correct. So I imagine that's the closest feeling I'll ever understand of mm-hmm. what it means to be a non-sacral and it's still not accurate. Um, but it's the closest I can gather. Cause I really do want to know what all the centers feel like from the other end, even if I can't, but I see it through sessions and visually yeah. through other people. So it's interesting. So let's move on to the, we'll move side to side. Now we're going to move on to the spleen. Um, so the spleen is the oldest center, as we discussed as from the mutation perspective that happened with the center. And now we have the mirror of the solar plexus on the other side, um, of the binary, but the spleen is our intuitive awareness center that, and that's what we're really, it's growing into the most because it was more of a fear-based center before. And it's, it's getting very lit up right now as we move from 2027, because we're leaving almost like the splenic area to move towards the solar plexus area, right? Because we're going through a solar plexus mutation. So this is where fear lives. And this is where our senses live. And also our immune system lives here as well. So it can keep us from not running into oncoming traffic, the spleen. 
Um, but it can also keep us in the fear of not taking risks in life because they seem scary and the unknown is pretty fucking scary, right? So if you're open here, you probably take on a lot of unnecessary fears and amplify them. You could have a lot of codependent relationships. If you have an open undefined spleen, I'll give you guys a quick example. Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Um, I still want to do, I still want to do an analysis with them and maybe we will. By the time we do, it's like, no one's going to be talking about it anymore, but that's the way my rhythm works. It's like when it's time, it doesn't feel, we got too much going on, but I still do want to talk about it. So what I want to say about this right now is Johnny Depp had an open spleen, completely open, I believe. I mean, we don't know his birth information, but it seems like it was completely open. And then Amber Heard had a very, very active defined spleen and he was emotional and she was non-emotional. Hers was undefined. So it was interesting because they were mirroring each other, number one. And even though the relationship was so fucking toxic, Johnny couldn't leave. He could not leave. He was too wrapped up in the warmth of that spleen and he could not let go. It's like, there's, there's almost like a hold for a lot of people that have an open undefined spleen with their relationships with others, because it's like fear if you leave them. And it's almost like a comfort when you're with them. So even though they might not be physically or verbally good for you, it feels good. Um, and again, I'll also never know what that feels like because my spleen is defined. Um, so like I said, if you're open, you're amplifying other people's fears and where we are open, we amplify and distort the energy because it is foreign, foreign, um, in our system. And again, it can be seen as our teacher rather than our enemy. So if you are defined, then you have a consistent access to your intuition. You have fixed fears. I have a fixed fear on heights very fixed. I'll never overcome it. I'm not doing it. You'll never make me. Okay. Never. Um, so I have a fear of heights with having the center defined as a defined plan. I know what to be afraid of, and I know what I am not afraid of. I also have a really strong intuition. I can see the future from my bridge gate in this area. And what about you? Leah, how do you feel about the center? Yours is also defined. And what do you know about, what would you like to say about both ends? Whatever you want to share. Yeah, I would I would agree with all of that. I feel like I'm afraid of small spaces, so <laughs> there's my fear. And you'll never get over it. I'll never get over it. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to add to that. I I don't have the other side of it, so I don't know. But I, ha I know a few people with undefined, and it they do often hold on to things longer than they need to because they're afraid mm -hmm. of letting go. So yeah. they don't know what's good right. for them often because the spleen is also a feel good center, right? Mm -hmm. Both. Again, mirror of the solar plexus. So there's like this feel good of, oh, I don't need to be afraid anymore. Crystal's here. It's true. It is true. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not that everybody, it's not that we don't have fears either, it, but it's more like we can maybe help you like work through what maybe you need to let go of. I don't know. 
I think that's what we are here to do is define spleens is to help the open undefined work through what they do need to let go of. But, and oftentimes you need to be on the extreme end of that first, right? You need to feel like you have to stay attached for life. And then it's when, and I, I'm sure I am sure Johnny Depp learned a huge lesson on relationships with how much he, his, his career was destroyed for years and his reputation. He said he did this for his reputation, which I find to be hilarious as a defined heart. I would have fucking done it too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So let's move to the other side of the binary over to the solar plexus, the mirror and the solar plexus is where emotions are stored. And this is where happiness, sadness, anger, the full spectrum, excuse me, of emotions live that go from major highs to low lows. If you're open here, you are considered an empath. You take on others' emotions as your own, and then you can also deeply, deeply distort them. (laughs) You might even be avoidant of your emotions and that feelings are yucky. And yes, I do believe that feelings are yucky because I have a completely open solar plexus. So it feels like someone's literally, when I go around emotionals, especially when they're in lows, it feels like someone is taking my head and like putting me underwater and just like holding me under there. And I'm like in the deep end, but I don't actually know how to swim. And that's what it feels like to be an open solar plexus if you didn't know. So, or at least my experience, let me back it up my experience. Maybe this is not yours. So now if you are defined, this automatically makes you an emotional, you are dominant over others with your emotional wave and this emotionals make up 50% of the population. So it's very interesting. I find that super interesting that like, we're like kind of equal in it's like two different breeds of human, right? We have the non-emotionals like you and me both both Lee and I are both non-emotionals, uh, meaning that my solar plexus is open, hers is undefined. And so we're receiving other people's emotions as our own. And that the other half of the population are emotionals. And it's like, we're, we're learning from each other. Like we need to have equal balance of it almost. It's so interesting. I wonder how everything will progress in the future, but that's where we're at right now. So you have, if you're defined, you have a depth to yourself um, that's operating internally and also consistently. It's very important that you honor your wave and wait for clarity. There is no clarity in the now. I like to remind my emotionals of that, especially if you're new with being in a, uh, learning about human design. Um, that's the number one first thing you want to tell yourself is that there's no clarity in the now. And what do you have to say about that, Leah? Yeah, well, I'm split 50-50 in my household for emotionals and non-emotionals, so I do live that experience every day. I think before I found that out, I didn't understand like why I was super avoidant of my feelings, um, but it, my emotionals know when I have something going on, so they mm-hmm. like call me out. They're like, mm-hmm. what's going on? Like, why, why are you like that? You sound, you seem really down. And I don't realize that I might be riding on an old wave, like behind them. Yeah. So like I'm still surfing on some sort of old path or transits. I mean, those are, that's a whole other thing, but yeah, yeah, they do help me express myself. Even if we're both kind of avoidant of our feelings, they do help me. Well, because they can really, 
allow, I feel like emotionals can really allow the emotions to just be what they are yeah. because they're constantly working through them. Like we hold space as an open solar plexus and undefined for a lot of people, but they, it's, but they understand it on a deeper level mm-hmm. because it's consistently internally happening for them. And we'll never be able to experience the depth of that. I feel like we're really good at just like trying to stay really level and consistent with yeah. our emotions. We want, and that's what like, we want. That's what we want. We're like, yeah. whoa, they're doing that. They're happening? like, no, it's okay. They're doing like backflips. And I'm like, right. I don't want to do that. No, yeah, you we, can't make me like, backflip yeah. into the water. <laughs> But they show us it's okay to like go through that whole process. Yeah, it's okay to go deep. Like if that that's the the lesson and the wisdom of the open undefined solar plex is that it is okay to go deep. Mm-hmm. It is okay to feel your emotions. It is okay to cry. Um, which I feel like both non-emotionals and emotionals, we both been conditioned to not do. Um, and I think it's going to take the emotionals to be able to show us that it's okay to feel all these weird feelings. And if you want to have like, you know, an outburst in the middle of target at 3 PM in the afternoon, that it's okay. No, I didn't actually do that. I just wanted to give a, an example. <laughs> I saw, I've, I actually know an emotional. <laughs> oh. So that's the thing is with, uh, when you're in a wave and you're in a low for deep into the wave with the emotionals, you know, if they have to cry, they, they really should just let it out. So just let it all out wherever you are, emotional, non-emotional, high, low, whatever you want to go, just let it out. Now let's move to the heart center. The heart center um, is where the material world is. It's the, it's where the money is. Actually the episode for this week that we put out is all on money. Um, and related to the center. So listen up. So this is where self-worth is and also commitment lives here as well. This is your willpower center, um, which is the majority of people out there have the center open. So we can see how distorted the ego is and the will center is with the material world. Um, Everything is inflated, right? And we really have no real value on ourselves and the material dollar here. And I wonder the connection with that and the amount of the population that has the center open for them. I wonder if the majority or if there was, it was more equal balanced of if the population was either half and half of defined or open, if like maybe there'd be more balance with money Mm -hmm. and what in, in worth, right. And material worth. I just wonder my open head, just, I wanted to give you guys an open headed thing to noodle on. So if you are open here, you might have a hard time committing to things. And I like to tell my clients that it is really about the commitment back to self, um, to understand your worth is not dictated by how others see you money and worth go hand in hand. And it's, it's not about good or bad. It's about a belief system when it comes to self-worth. Do you believe in yourself to be worthy? The center is asking you. If you are defined, your 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 worth is, it's almost like your word, if you're defined here, your word is your bond. Committing to things is very important to you if you have a defined heart center. You might find you can handle and push through a lot of things because this is a motor and the will center 
can do that. But it's important to ask your heart if they are committed to it or not. That's one thing. It's like the defined heart knows that it can always commit and follow through with their commitments, but are all commitments correct? Should you always say yes? And the answer is definitely not. So Leah, what's your, what's your feelings on the heart center? I, yeah, I think that the commitment part is what stands out most for me. It's like the defined heart is like, we want to be able to do everything. And the undefined is sort of like, uh, yes to everything. And then they have to, but I, I don't know how to not, I don't know how to say no to things sometimes. So it's like important for us to know that it, you know, give the other grace, I think, give the other person some grace on, you know, saying yes, or giving them time and saying, it's okay. If you say no, like, I just wanted to, you know, put the offer out there or whatever. I think it's, we kind of put a lot of pressure on the undefined or open because we have sort of like this automatic yes or no to us or something like that. I'm not sure. I feel like sometimes I feel the heart is sort of a false sacral for me too. It's like a yes or no. Oh yeah. Cause there's, it's another area for desire, right? It's like, but it's like a different type of desire. It's more about what you want, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you want out of yourself? What do you want out of life? What do you want out of your commitments? What do you want out of the material world? As opposed to the sacral is about more about passion and desire and like it's it's got there's a little bit more of a receptive quality to it as opposed to the heart center it's a little bit more of a direct um act like action taking area yeah like it's like reaching i feel like the heart is like almost reaching out to grab Mm -hmm. but the sacral center is just like open palm like ready to receive like that's the way that i would describe it yeah that's a good example um, so let's move to the throat or I'm sorry, let's move to the G center jumping over. Um, so the G center, this is what aligns us to our geometry and to our individuality. This is where the magnetic monopole sits that creates the illusion of separateness also connected to our soul and can be best described as the center that provides direction, love, and identity, and is deeply connected to your environment. And that's why after we get through this, we're going to go back to the G center for a moment. So we can explain to you how, cause this, this is really where I feel like we're working like to almost like reach and understand on a deeper level, because it's, it's so mystical, this area. Um, and it really holds where your vehicle can go. It's like taking you where you can actually go. Um, now if you are open or undefined here, you are almost like a chameleon of your environment. Um, you don't have like one fixed identity. You're like everything and everyone that you ever experienced in your entire life. And you're almost like a culmination of all of it. And it's really important that you don't try to be one thing all the time. Know that you're constantly going to go through a transformation period of where old identities are either going to fall away or they're just going to be transformed into something brand new or an extra identity that you're going to bring along with you. And this is also the direction in which your vehicle is going in. So maybe you might not have an understanding of where you're actually going as an open undefined G center, 
but to know that each person that you like almost encounter, those are the people that are taking you to where you need to go. And also learning that the love for yourself is already there. Even if you don't believe it, even if you can't fully feel it or access it consistently, because it's an open undefined area for you, but that you don't need to prove your love to anybody. You're already lovable. And now if you're defined, I have a defined G center, so I can explain it from personal experience that for me, it feels like I almost have like this little string that's like taking me, it's like attached to my G center. And it's almost like it's pulling me along my path. And if I try to go off path, it'll bitch slap me back on path and be like, listen, bitch, that's not the direction you signed up for. Like, that's what I feel like. <laughs> I want to do a whole reel on this because I could do something really funny with this. But listen, I feel like as a defined G center, you signed up your contract before you came here this life. You said, this is what I'm going to do this life. And it's like, if you don't follow through <laughs> on this direction that you said, it's like also connected to your purpose. You know, if you don't follow through with that, that, um, things aren't going to go as smoothly for you, but it's like, you're, you always have this like comforting feeling that even if, cause a lot of times as defined doesn't mean we know where we're going, but we don't question as much. Do you find that for yourself, Leah? Do you find, you don't, do you question your direction a lot? Maybe, maybe when you were younger, possibly, I guess no, everyone's question, questioning life then, but is it something that you're consistently questioning or beating yourself up about? Because I feel like a lot of open undefined G's beat themselves up about that. They don't know if they're going the right way or are they going the right direction? And they ask themselves like a million questions when I don't, I don't really feel like I've ever really done that too much. Um, just like periods of my life where I didn't know where I was going, but then I fell on the floor and cried in my bathroom for a while. And then I got back up and then I just went the right way. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I've had less like existential crises or whatever yeah. you call them, like mental breakdowns. Like, I don't feel like I go through a lot of those, like, I don't know who I am or yeah. everybody misinterprets me. Nobody knows, you know, that everyone's always saying whatever. Like, I don't feel like a lot of times I come out, come across that way to anybody. And I don't, you know, it's, it's hard to see it from an outside perspective really. Right. But I, I think more so when I see open or undefined G centers, it's more like they're always questioning themselves oh, yeah. or they're, they're asking me like, well, what does everybody think about me? Yeah. My mom does question. that. My mom. So it's so funny because my mom's pretty defined, but this is the one place that I see that's constantly showing up for her. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's an emotional two, four manifesting generator and she has an undefined G center. And it's so funny though, because her incarnation cross lives here because she's at the Sphinx. So it's just interesting because it's like, she's constantly pulling from this area. I think partly because it's part of her incarnation cross. So it's directed towards her purpose. So this is a huge area for her where she's constantly questioning who she is. And like, she'll be like embarrassed about things. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like this is where my open throat grabbed onto the conditioning of her undefined G center. I've realized recently because she'll be like embarrassed of things. And I'm like, that's not really like to, as like a defined G center. I'm like, I don't know if that's something to be embarrassed about. Um, you know, like, cause yeah. like, we don't feel like that's the throat center is that 
box at the top near the throat area you'll see it's either brown or white i don't know why i just questioned that for a second i'm like it's black it is brown right because i had to like visually see it in my in my uh third eye for a second so the throat center this is where manifestation lives okay this is where all of the gates and channels are trying to reach and work its way up to um because this is where you can materialize this is where the energy in the 3d world it's created. And this is where expression lives. And also the way we communicate with each other also lives here. Um, for people that have an open or undefined throat, less people have this. It's actually the, uh, the majority of the people out there have a defined throat, which is fascinating to me because I have a completely open throat. If you, you, You've probably been able to catch that at this point because it's very, I feel like open throats were a little weird the way we talk, right? Let's be, tell me, I'm asking you, my projector. <laughs> I don't know. Give me an honest answer. Um, I feel like you guys talk really fast <laughs> and a lot. We get excited a lot. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that the thing is with the open throat is either we talk really fast too much or we don't say anything. Yeah. And then when or you not- can't stop it from coming out sometimes too, it has to yeah. come out right now. Yeah, we blurt a lot. We interrupt a lot. I really try. I'm I'm mindful of it, but it's also very hard for me. Like when I have something to say, because also if I don't say it in that moment, then it'll just fall away because it's like I'm trying to catch it. Right. It's like there's like a net here <laughs> and I'm like trying to catch all of the words. And if like I don't grab it immediately, it like just like somehow falls out. So that's kind of why my interpretation of why I interrupt people not saying that that's good or bad it just it just is it's just what i do um but so if you're open or undefined here um you might feel unseen i like to call myself as an open throat the and leah always makes fun of me for this but i'm gonna say it and all the projectors probably roll their eyes when i say this but i'm like the undercover projector okay that's what the open throat is like we see through people so clearly because so many people are holding in their truth. This is also where truth lives, right? And I say that a lot of open undefined throats speak universal truth. We say all the things that the defined throats want to say that's stuck in there, but they can't actually say it. And I'll never understand why. Just fucking say it. Just say it. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to get you to say it other than I guess I'll say it for you. (laughs) But that's the, the beauty of the open undefined throat is that we really can see people. Um, we really can understand people and the way they actually express themselves. And we are also very expressive ourselves. And the thing is with though, with, because we see other people so clearly, um, and because the center is completely open for us, it's almost like a lot of times we can get overlooked and where we feel unseen, where we feel like we have to fight for attention. Um, I don't know how many times people that I know and like it, it used to really piss me off. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because my husband does this to me all the time where I'll tell him something. And then five minutes later, I'll, I'll ask him about it. And he'd be like, yeah, you didn't say that. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I freaking said it. And this, this is like the story of my life of literally, mm-hmm. literally everyone, like 
everyone. Nobody ever hears me. And that's the thing is with the open undefined throat is you might feel like nobody ever hears me. So I have to scream louder. I have to talk more. I have to look for attention because we're thirsty bitches. And that's just life. But when you can allow yourself to be silent a little bit more, um, you'll realize you'll be recognized and you'll be invited because there's also an invitation that has to come from the open undefined throat. You'll be invited to speak your truth or the universal truth. Now, if you're defined, you're probably not going to say much. (laughs) (laughs) You have a consistent way in which you express yourself. You have a consistent way in which you materialize in this world. Um, And so it's very important for you to be very, um, I feel like the defined throats, if I could give them any advice that you're not asking for, um, is that to be a little bit more consistent and uh, try to look outside of yourself when you're speaking. Because um, what often I see with the defined throats is like, you guys could be a little tone deaf. You can't read an audience. You can't read the room too well. Not always. And I'm not speaking to all of you, just certain people a lot of you, okay, cannot read a room and you can't see the other so much because you're so caught up into your words, right? So sometimes like also just say it, just say it, Leah, just say it. (laughs) What do you have to say about that? Nothing. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Because Leah has a defined throat if you haven't gathered. I feel like I often have to figure out how to use my words and not be so shy about saying things. I'm also not like there's a lot of what self-projected projectors that use that as their their way of using their authority. Um, and they I feel like they have a different way of speaking even than someone who that's not their authority. So that's personally what I see it as. I don't know. I guess I what the open or undefined throats kind of teach me is to listen to what I have to say and like how it comes out because it, you reflect it back to me as like, well, this is how that came out. And I did not even mean for mm-hmm. it to come out in that sort of way. And so I have to, re- okay, I have to think about like, make sure you're not, you know, saying this in a way that's going to, but sometimes it does. And I don't mean to, you know, so it just depends on like what I'm trying to say and making sure that I'm not, um, I don't know, maybe sometimes I get called a little bit dry because just things come out like the same, like monotone. It's a very, well, that's the thing with the defined throat is your cadence, right? In which you speak and express yourself and say things and the Mm -hmm. tone. You're also low, low sound. So I feel like low sound people, you all kind of sound like this to me. Because I wish I could, I sometimes I wish I could like sing or like make a higher tone. Like just like. Sometimes it's just like, uh, it feels sticky. Like it feels like, like stuck in there. Like things are just jammed. And sometimes it feels good to like talk it out. Like if I'm invited to talk about stuff. Yeah that'll feel good. Um, but sometimes it will also feel like things are trapped in there and I want to say stuff, but I just leave it in there. And then like you guys say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I'll just say everything for you. So then it's still stuck in there, but I haven't said anything. Yeah. So let's move on to the mind Ajna. So the mind Ajna area, this holds actually your design crystal. This is where your vehicle is processing 
and also where the mind is processing. This is where information gets stored. But we think, think that this is where we should be making decisions from. Um, and this is where the seven centered being did make decisions from was from the Ajna. And we still believe that this is where we make decisions from, even though many of us do not make decisions from the mind. The only person that's the closest to making decisions from the mind is probably going to be a mental projector. Um, but it's still using their voice to get out their thoughts. So it's a little bit differently. It's still saying like, no, not necessarily the mind, but there will be a lot of mental chatter happening up there for like a mental projector. But this is an area where if you're open or undefined, you can see all sides. You can see every angle of what's happening in the world. You can see, uh, you know, Joe's opinion in the corner over there at like the cafe. And then you can see Julie's opinion sitting on her desk and like thinking about nothing. And you're like, oh, like I, you can kind of see like both sides to the coin, but when you're defined, it's like you have a fixed mental pattern. There's a fixed mental pattern there. And I see this with Leah where we're both opposites in this department as well. And I see the way that she's consistently thinking the same exact way. And until like, almost like, I feel like with the defined Ajna people, it's almost like you have to say it to you guys like a few times. And then it's all of a sudden it's like, like something, um, it's almost like uh, the frequency like moves or something for you guys up there. Then it's like, things can open up then, but it's a very fixed mental pattern for defined Ajnas. But what I think the best thing about defined Ajnas are, is that you guys are really good at <clears throat> bringing ideas into form yeah, and like the organization of it you guys are really good at doing that because I'm always like there's just like things jumping around up there and I'm like how do I grab this but like when I connect to someone that has a defined Ajna I'm like oh wait I can see how to materialize it because the Ajna is also connected to the throat that's the thing is look at where are these centers reaching for? They will give you a deeper understanding of the way the function of the center is going to be. Like the function of the Ajna is to express its mental patterns, right? And also to get inspiration from its outside world into the mental to actually then process it to then materialize it, right? So look at the the, the places that these centers are reaching towards and you'll have a deeper understanding. What do you have to say about the Ajna? Yours is defined. Yeah, I, I definitely don't have a good time seeing outside of that often. You can't see outside I, the box. No, I can't. And so when you explain it that way, I'm like, really? That's what it looks like? <laughs> like, it's so weird. So it's just interesting to hear the opposite side of it often. Um, I'm not sure I have any like specific examples. Yeah. I feel like the Ajna is just really a place that you can kind of rewind. Like you can like all this information and imagery imagery also is stored up there too. Right. So it's almost like the vehicle, the design crystal can rewind backwards. You can't really go forwards too much because then you're putting too much pressure on yourself, but to rewind backwards or to look at the present moment and be like, okay, 
I can see like what this looked like, or especially, you know, like when Mercury's retrograde, like that's when the mind, the Ajna is like going fucking ham, like both ends open or defined. You're like, whoa, what's happening up there? Lots of chatter. But I feel like the mind is also kind of like a dog. And I've said this before. It's like training the mind to like release and realize that it's not in charge because the Ajna is not in charge of anything. It's just there to be a witness to life. The design crystal is there to be a witness to life. Now the um, head, which is the last center we're going to talk about, and then we'll do a brief overview of how to connect your G center to your environment. So the head center holds your personality crystal, and this is who you think you are up there. You're like trying to pull, 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 pull. And it's, it's almost like, I wonder how much, cause it's, so the personality crystal is connected to the head that's reaching for source energy, right? So it's like how much of ourselves is connected to this one source energy that we don't even like realize that we're pulling, we're all pulling from the same thing. Right. And it's just like a piece of that source. Cause we, the source energy broke off into many of these crystal conscious forms. Right. And then now we are that crystal and like no crystal is alike from another, right. If you were to be able to see this crystal and like analyze it and then look at another person's crystal, it's almost like looking at like a snowflake. Like we're all just so unique. So if you're open or undefined, this is an inspiration pressure center. Okay. So if you're open or undefined, you really get inspiration from your outside world. You're not your own muse. Like the defined, um, head people are there more of their own muse. They can like kind of create something out of nothing. I cannot do that. I cannot create anything out of nothing. Um, I can transform and transmute and make something like old or, or whatever, and something brand new through my inspiration and through my kitchen's environment. But I cannot just like reinvent a wheel up there. I'm like, I don't even know where the wheel is. Like, I just don't, I don't know. So I just, I get inspiration from my outside world. I get inspiration from my defined heads. Like Leah, she inspires me every day. Um, and she's like, how do I turn this off for her? I'm like, I'm your idea guy. I feel like open heads, like Mm -hmm. go to your open heads for like, like just some really out there ideas that you could never even Mm -hmm. think to like create. I'm like, I think we could probably make that work. (laughs) Um, so, and like, listen to podcasts, like podcasts, like really changed my life as an open head. Um, when I started listening to podcasts, It allowed me to connect to inspiring people that I would have never been able to connect to in my everyday life. I also find it's very important for open heads to go sit outside on a regular basis, whether that be every day or a week to just sit outside, connect back to the earth and allow yourself to take in your environment through your outside world um, to like release the pressure up there. And I also like to do inversions. Now, if you're defined, you're your own muse. You're like the person that like, we can put you in a room and you could like create a masterpiece out of like nothing. Like there's nothing in there. And all of a sudden, like all these ideas just start formulating for you guys. And you have like an, just your own, again, consistent, cause it's defined your own way in which you're inspired by. 
And what do you have to say about that, Leah? Yeah, I would say that like you help like the open undefined heads kind of help the define find more things. You kind of like open up the book and you help us see all the chapters Mm -hmm. like you kind of and we're just kind of focused on like chapter one. And then like, like we know we're going to book. Yeah, there's a whole book that you could choose from. And we're like, but in chapter one, it says we can do this. And so like, I need to make it from the first page of chapter one to the page 20 of chapter one before I move on to the next thing. And you're like, but there's like plenty of other stuff that you could do. And so sometimes I feel, I do feel like I do get creatively stuck sometimes mm-hmm. because well, yeah, I, I don't allow myself. Right. So I'm so fixed that I don't allow myself to like open up. But it's also only going to, you're all, I'm sorry to interrupt you (laughs) for my open throat to interrupt, but you're, it's only, you're, you're inspired at certain periods and certain times. It's that, that inspiration's not going to, like, I can just be in, I can be inspired by a blade of grass. Like, seriously, I could come up with like a million different ways to explain this blade of grass. That's going to inspire the world, like for an open head. But for you, you're like, so it's this one thing and that's not what it is. So I'm going to move over here because this is what actually inspires me. It's like you have certain inspirations that drop in for you and it's they're not going to happen all of the time. It happens on a fixed thought, a fixed yep. rhythm, a fixed mental period of way of the way in which it just drops in. But it's you can't force it. I feel like if you're a defined head, you cannot defor- force the inspiration for me, because it's so receptive and because there's so much in the fucking world to be mm-hmm. inspired by that I can't help but look at it. It's just everywhere. But I kind of feel like they can help each other. So like, yeah. if, say you have too many thoughts going on and I have no thoughts going on, not enough thoughts, or I can't get out of my own head about mm-hmm. the one thought. Like if you work together with someone with the opposite, you can kind of, I can help you kind of streamline yourself to get to like the point where you need to be, but you can help me open my mind up to more ideas and more avenues than I thought possible. Right. I think that's how they work well together. Like it's, it's, if you, and one day we will do a whole something, something, we're not sure what it will be, but we've talked about it. We've talked about it with some of you guys. We know we have like a lot of entrepreneurs out there that follow us a lot of entrepreneurs in our doorway, our membership that we have. And so we do want to do some sort of class on business and entrepreneurship and working with others, um, especially in business relationships, because when you have someone that, that like bridges your either splits or hanging gates that gives you definition where you don't, you didn't have it. It really allows to see all options and how the the defined person can help the open work through that area and to like create like almost like a synergy happening between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a beautiful thing. So before we close up here, I wanted to merge um, what we just talked about from the G center with our environment. So as we discussed earlier that your G center is deeply connected to your environment and it's important for you to have like an understanding of what your environment like in your variables now i'm going to move to variables right now it's important for you to understand what your environment is and your variables and also to know if you're left or right environment left meaning that um you're here to be observed by your outside world it's a very focused way in which you operate 
in your environment, as opposed to the right environment, people, um, you're the observer and you're receptive and you're taking in your entire environment. And then you could be either open or undefined in your G center, which when you combine all of them together, it kind of gives you a little bit of a formula, um, on how to one live correctly in your environment, whether you're in your correct or environment or not, you can find correctness in it, which I had to do when I lived in my transferred environment in um, Florida. And if you didn't listen to that episode, I actually got a lot of feedback on that episode. I don't know when I talk about environment though, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a, to- it's a hot topic. Yeah. The environment. So if you didn't listen to my environment episode, I think it's called journey back to my correct environment or something or journey to my correct environment. Take a listen. Cause that one's a good one. Now <clears throat> we want to give you a little taste of our environments class. And if you're like, what is environment? So environment is connected to your body. First of all, environment is the area in which you live, your surroundings in which you can live your healthiest, best, and most successful life. If you're in your correct environment. Now there's definitely steps for you to get there. And there's definitely steps you need to do while you're in there and the way in which you um, experience your outside world. And we go in the, into depth with that in our environments class. If you're interested in, in our environments class or interested in the doorway where you can get access to every single environments class and all of our variables and our support group, definitely go check out the doorway. It's a six month membership. And then we have a la carte classes, which include the environments class, where if you're like, I just want to taste, or I just want my own environment and, or I just want my determination and I don't want anything else, then you can buy the class a la carte or buy the bundles, but our view and motivate view and motivation class are an exclusive to the doorway, which you will want, because once you get the first half of the variables, you're going to want the rest. You just are. So I definitely highly recommend going to check out the doorway. It is only $39.99 a month and you get access to every single one of our variables classes, all of the colors, all of the tones, all the determinations, environments, cognitions, views, and motivations, every single one for just $39.99 a month plus a support group and a community page. And two Zoom calls a month, excuse me, all that for $39.99 a month. And um, also if you wanna buy it a la carte, it's also very reasonable as well. So take a look if you're interested, if you after, and we also have our manual. If you're just, you wanna start getting your feet feet wet, you're still learning about your, your design and you wanna have a better understanding of the language for human design, we have a whole visual and written manual where we, we give you images, imagery, visions, and also how to explain each one of these definitions in your user manual to your true self. And you can also find that all of this is in the show notes down below. And also one more thing before I dive into this little bonus material, if you want to learn about your child, or if you have a niece or nephew or a grandchild, or you want to learn about your inner child, uh, you want to uh, overcome some blocks from your own childhood, whatever it is child related, we are putting out a free class for the first time, a free class on how to nurture your, nurture your child through their human design. And with the state of the world right now, we have been wanting to put out a class on this for a while. And we're like, listen, we need to, we want to do it live 
for free. You have to show up to get it for free. Um, it's probably going to be in July. So keep, keep your whole July window open. Okay. <laughs> and, and we'll let you know when that's going to be, but it's going to be completely free. And there's also a wait list to sign up for, so you can be the first to know about it, um, down below in the description. <clears throat> Here we go. See, now I'm losing my voice. Told you it's like when it gets to, when it's, t- it's time to go, it's time to go. So let's wrap this up with a little bonus material. Okay. So if you have an open or undefined G center, You'll notice when you are in your correct environment, you encounter a lot of people who provide clarity towards the path you are going. You're receptive to your outside world. Remember this as an open undefined G center. You will be able to pull the correct people into your space that are going to take you where you need to go. The people around you when you're an open undefined G center are the most crucial people towards your path to purpose. Okay. Now, as opposed to if you're a defined G center, you'll notice the similarities and the patterns with the people you encounter. They are providing you with a fixed path towards your purpose. You will be able to spot the patterns of your specific path through these people. You'll see patterns show up like, oh, like I have, uh, like someone that that's really into like spirituality or something that's always coming into my life. And they're so interested in like human design, like anyone that I connect with, they're always super interested in what I have to say about human design. And a lot of other people that I encounter, they're like, I cannot get anyone's birth information. I'm like, send them my way. All right. Because I can get people to call the hospital at like 10 PM at night to try to get their access to their birth information. And that's because human design is my path. And so you'll notice if you're a defined G center that you will encounter the right people that have these almost like fixed identities, um, that are taking you along your path. Um, so for the undefined or the defined look and see what gates you have in your G center, if you have any at all. So look to see if there's a direction or a love gate happening there. So if it is a love gate, you're going to be looking for gate 25, gate 15, gate 46, and gate 10. The people you will meet will be showing you a path towards love and self-acceptance. Now, if you have um, direction gates, meaning you have gate one, you have gate two, you have gate seven, or you have gate 13, You'll encounter individuals that will give you a clear direction on where you are going. You'll be able to spot what you are, which what area your um your life direction is going in, and what you're working on to help you along your path towards purpose. So that's a little taste on how you can use your environment from your variables into your environment through your G center and kind of combine the two. I'm kitchen's environment, so I like to take things and like connect them. And I felt like I noticed for myself, like I was just talking about that as a defined G center. And I also have all of the love gates and then only one direction gate that my whole life, my whole life, people have been showing me new directions in which I need to go to love myself more. And now it's about teaching other people how to love themselves more. And so it's kind of a beautiful thing when you can kind of look at how your outside world 
is playing out and moving you along this material plane. It's just really interesting. Any, any, any last things you want to say, Leah? I know you're probably going to say no, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have anything to add. Hopefully this was helpful to many of you. Thanks yeah. for listening. <laughs> so I guess this concludes our little, I mean, I'll, we gave you like a whole class basically so on the centers yeah. and also your, your environments. Definitely. If you don't know what your environment is after listening to this, definitely go look it up. You can find it on geneticmatrix.com mm-hmm. and, um, check out our classes, check if out our classes. Have, also, if you find anything helpful from this class, feel free to share it on your Instagram and tag us Yeah, human design astro club. We love hearing from you. Yeah, our new so our we have our individual individual Instagrams that you can find down below. And then we have our new joint one, if you didn't know about it, or if you're new here, called Human Design Human Design Astro Club. Human Design Astro Club. I was gonna put an and in there, but it's not an and human mm-hmm. design astro club. We made it recently and we've been connecting with a lot of you, sharing new things on there, sharing our stuff from our pages onto there. And it's been interesting. Give us a follow if you don't follow us. Yeah, follow us if you're not following us over there. And also on our individual pages, we both share so much about human design, astrology, and tarot on all of the pages. So check us us out if you want to see what we look like. Or also our YouTube channel. Or YouTube, yeah. Yeah, you can check us out on YouTube. So if you have any questions on any of our classes, anything that we've talked about and you'd like to ask, feel free to DM us. Definitely DM us at Human Design Astro Club and we'll be more than happy to answer. We love talking to you guys. I've been chatting with you guys in DMs and it's been just really interesting to hear like how everything's resonated with you because we like feedback and we love chatting. Yeah. So connect if you feel called. And um, I guess this concludes this episode and- We'll see you on the next one. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Crystal and I are really here as defined hearts to provide value to you with our unique insights. If you have found any of this episode valuable to you, we ask that you share with a friend, tag us with a highlight on Instagram, and write us a review so we can reach more people. Human design and astrology are tools to guide us toward our transformation. You are a unique and beautiful being, and we encourage you to let that light inside of you shine bright. See you in the next episode, friends.